0: Rebuilding, five key lessons from Nehemiah. We started this series now, this is the, the final fifth week of this series. And all through this series, we've looked at those lessons. The first one was the necessity of preparation. When you're facing a big task, things that are challenging, things that are hard, it's smart, it's, it's right, it's scriptural to make sure you prepare for what you're going to be facing, what you're going to be going through. Nehemiah set a great example of that for us. Then we looked at the value of participation, Uh, everybody getting involved, everybody joining in, everybody doing their part. Now, you know, not everybody's always going to do that, but the more you get participating, working together, helping out, using their gifts and abilities, the more you could get done in a great way for God. And Nehemiah recruited these teams and he got everybody that was willing to come along and work and He formed 42 work crews to help rebuild this wall around the city of Jerusalem. That's a lot of people involved in the effort. That's one of the things I loved about Trunk or Treat yesterday at both campuses. Was Just how many people said, we'll help out. Whatever you need us to do. Uh, That's the way you get big things done together. Whether it's Trunk or Treat or building a wall or the work of the kingdom long term, that needs to be done. And then we looked at the reality of opposition. Uh, Nehemiah and his work crews from even before they started all the way through, faced opposition the whole time. And we're going to celebrate today that they actually got the job done. But here's what I want you to understand. Even after they finished building the wall and celebrated it, there was still opposition. It didn't go away. It was still there. And the reality is, if you're trying to live for Christ and honor him, you're going to have opposition because Satan is alive and well. He doesn't want you To advance the work of the kingdom to be bringing glory to God to to bring uh, your contributions to the work of the kingdom he wants to keep you from doing that so he will always oppose that effort so you need to know that reality and then last week we talked about because of opposition there's this need for determination because if you're not really determined you can get discouraged to the point that you quit that you give up like that clip the longer you go with the weight on you that you have, the easier it is to get discouraged and give up. But if you can just stick with it, we're today are going to finish up with the joy of celebration. It will get to that place where there is celebration. If you don't quit, you don't give up. You hold on to your faith, to your relationships in Christ, to to your service and your love for others. You hold on to those things that you know are eternal things Those are the things that really matter. And those are the things that lead to victory. I want to start with just a couple of verses. The first one is in Nehemiah 6. If you want to open up your Bibles there, pull it up on your smartphone or tablet. Nehemiah 6, verses 15 and 16. Remember all the opposition they had faced, but they kept working. And it says in verse 15, So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elul in 52 days. Now, I know it's hard for us to imagine how big this project was and how hard it was in our culture today. But the fact that they completed this in 52 days is amazing. It really is for the kind of project we're talking about here. And then let's flip over here to uh, Nehemiah 12 and verse 43. After they had completed it, they knew they needed to do the next step, which was to celebrate what God had done so they set up this dedication and celebration service dedicating what God had accomplished through their efforts okay and uh, verse 43 it says this and on that day they offered great sacrifices rejoicing because God had given them great joy remember it didn't mean they weren't tired still It did not mean they weren't just exhausted. It didn't mean their enemies had gone away. They were still there. But what had God given them in the midst of it? Great joy and celebration in the middle of all of that because of what God had done. And that's what I wanted us to close this series with today. is the great joy, the celebration that God can bring into our lives when we don't quit. We don't give up. So let's look at three keys today for the, the response of joy and celebration. Three lessons. The first one is this. In the midst of opposition, God gives victory. In the midst of opposition, God still gives victory. And it's hard to remember that in the midst of opposition, isn't it? It's hard to see past it sometimes. It's hard to see past the obstacles, past the what looks like sometimes impossibilities, And I'm not just talking about the big work like building the wall around Jerusalem. I'm talking about your family, right? Your marriage, your finances. I mean, if all you look at is the big debt load and you don't look at the small steps that can be taken where there are victories along the way, it's so easy to give up and quit when you're trying to get back on top financially or when you're trying to rebuild a marriage that has had great struggles or or when you've had... A relationship with a child maybe that has rebelled or turned away and you want to repair that relationship. If all you see is the big problem and you don't look at those little victorious steps you can take along the way, you can give up too easily and you don't get to see the joy on the other side. You don't get to see the victory that God would want you to have if you quit too soon. So, We need to know that in the middle of opposition and struggle and problems, God still gives victory. I think one of the keys to this is they realized, and Nehemiah helped them to realize, how important their work was. When you realize how critical it is for you to honor Christ and keep that relationship strong and and be obedient to what he's saying, when you realize how important it is to do that, it gives you that encouragement to hold on a little longer. Okay, Let's look at Nehemiah 6 and verse 3 a reminder of how they saw the importance of what they were doing. They uh, had tried to get Nehemiah to leave the work and put it on hold for a little while. You remember the opponents? They were those that were opposing him. They tried to get him to stop the work and let's come talk. Let's, let's meet together and talk and, and reason this out a little bit is what they tried to get him to do. But notice Nehemiah's response in verse 3. I sent messengers to them with this reply. I'm carrying on a what? What did he say? great project and cannot go down why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you you see he understood they were just trying to stop the work the progress that was being made and so he understood that really what was behind the enemy's request was that attempt to not allow them to move forward with what God had called them to do and when you know that's true, when Satan's putting those thoughts in your head, I got—I should just give up. I should just quit on, on my financial efforts to get in a better place or on my marriage or on, on my career or my work or my education. Whatever it is that you, you believe God has called you to do to honor him in your life, as Satan is whispering those doubts and those questioning what you're doing, you have to remember how important the work is, especially... When it comes to the church. I mean God's hope for the world. Is the church. If the world is going to know Jesus as Savior. If the world is going to be brought to Christ. If your neighbor is going to be brought to Christ. If your family members are going to be brought to Christ. If your schoolmates are going to be brought to Christ. If if your friends are going to be brought to Christ. It's because you did not give up. You did not quit. Even when it's hard. Even when there's opposition, even when there's struggle, because you know we've all seen it. People that we thought were, were so far away, people that we thought would maybe never honor Christ in their lives, but God did a work on their hearts and they turned and they came to the Lord. And God used you and He used me to, to bring those people back home. There was victory if you don't quit. That doesn't mean there's a guarantee that everybody you're trying to reach is going to come to Christ. That's not what we're saying. But we're saying you know the victory is possible if they would just open up their hearts to Jesus. Just just open the door a little bit. He will come in and be there for them. But he needs us to be faithful and strong and not quit so that those good things can happen. So they recognize the importance of the work and they look to God for success from the very beginning. Remember way back in chapter 2. In verse 20, remember the first criticisms that faced Nehemiah. He said in verse 20, I answered them by saying the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any historic right to it. What he was saying is, we know you're opposing us. and That's okay. But here's what we know too. Success doesn't depend on your opposition or not. It doesn't depend on on how greatly skilled we are at building walls. He said, the God of heaven will give us success. That's the key. That's the source. That's the victory. It's found in him. And so we have to always turn people to him. Keep ourselves connected to him like we need to. Be that example we need to be. And then point people to him because that's where the victory is. It's in him. Not in any of us individually but in us honoring him and pointing people to him that's where the victory comes here's the amazing thing remember we, we talked about this early on this wall had been torn down for 141 years before nehemiah showed up how many of the people do you think thought they were going to rebuild a wall in 52 days nobody but when Nehemiah called them to God and God's plan and God's purpose, they did something nobody thought would be possible and completed this wall in 52 days. Friends, we've been facing hard times as churches across the world, not just here in America, but this pandemic has affected churches all over the world. And there have been setbacks and struggles and people are are struggling to, to keep that relationship with the Lord intact and hold on and I was so excited at the trunk retreat. Uh, God has a way of doing this, doesn't he? Uh, We we got our car in place before anybody was next to us, socially distanced, right? We put spaces in between cars. And then the car next to us was somebody we had not been able to see face to face. And, And here's what he said. Pastor Andy, I want you to know how much we still love this church. You haven't seen us, but we have been connected online every single week. We're still supporting financially, and we love this church. And, man, it's great to see and hear that, isn't it? that people even if you don't see them here right now face to face and I'm thankful for those that are face to face on campus that's great if you can do that but there's still people that love this church I had another couple come in this morning in tears saying we're so happy to be back here today but we want you to know we have stayed faithful to this church through this thing man what an encouragement what a joy That people understand the church has got to struggle through the hard things, but not quit, but stay faithful and stay committed and stay strong and be there for each other through the process. Because God's plan to save the world is the church and there is no other plan. It's totally dependent on the church, what God wants to do in and through the church. And who's the church? We are. The people that are present face to face and the people connected online, we are the church. And here's what I want you to know. It's amazing what God does. Remember, he is the source of victory. During this time of the pandemic, remember early on in March, we had to shut down being together in the building for three months. It was tough. And we had to immediately shift and do a lot more online stuff and try to start doing. How many of you are just really tired of Zoom meetings, right? Man, it's wearing, isn't it? We had to start doing everything, Zoom meetings and and life groups. We tried to help them get geared up and started doing things by Zoom or some other. You know, it could be other sources too, but Zoom was one that we used a lot and and meet that way. But you know what? We had life group leaders that said, we'll do whatever we need to do. Just tell us how we want to do this. And they jumped in there and they kept their life group connected doing Zoom meetings and stuff like that. That's amazing, right? We made that shift so quickly. And then we made the shift with the praise team and and and, and with the, uh, the the leaders of, of what we would normally have done on Sunday mornings in person. We started trying to do a better job of having that online. Now, we had already live streamed our services before that, but we wanted to, to make that even better and people jumped in there and worked on that and, and people volunteered to help and people came in and did music for us and recorded that sometimes at home or in a studio and I preached from our den several times, right, and put that on video from the house there. And, and uh, Sue Ann was my videographer, so if you have any complaints there, you can talk to her. Uh, we just all jumped in there, right? We did what we had to do through the hard things, right? But here's how great God is. During that time, between March when we had to just shut everything down about the middle of March, right, and then all the way through, we have celebrated baptisms into Christ the whole time we've had over 15 baptisms during this time people have been baptized into Christ we had new members join the church uh, that that uh, all through that time even before we got back face to face in the building but since we started having services face to face again not only have we had new people join the church we've had First-time visitors almost every Sunday at every service since we got back into the building. Isn't that amazing? People out there are hurting, and they're looking for a church home, and they found out we are having services in the building, and so they're coming to check it out. And we've had volunteers who've been willing to come in for these Sunday services, even though it's still a hard time to do it, right? And we've got to wear masks and social distance and all that stuff. But we had volunteers came in that made those people feel welcome when they came for the first time to our church man I'm so thankful for those people that are now I know that's not right for everybody to be here so we got some people with health challenges that shouldn't be here right now so we're not trying to make anybody feel bad if they can't be here yet I'm saying though we had some people who could and chose to do it and it's been amazing to see how God has been using that right And during this time, we've done other things. Like I said, life groups started off just with Zoom, and now some of them, that was one of the first steps we had was some of those smaller groups starting to get back together face-to-face, and some more life groups started meeting face-to-face again. That was one of the phases we went through to bring everything kind of back online again. And then we started new life groups even during this time. We've had uh, three new rooted groups that started up just recently. Uh, In the middle of a pandemic, we're starting new Bible study groups. Isn't that great what God can do? What God is doing through people who will be obedient to what God is calling them to do. And then we were able to do other things. We partnered during this time with a ministry called Core Foundation for Mother's Day. We were able to support uh, moms in Haiti by buying eggs. A lot of you participated in that. And we were able to bless uh, many women in Haiti through the support of this church and its members buying eggs to support what they do there. They sell raised chickens and sell eggs as a way to help them become self-sufficient there. And we were able to support that for Mother's Day. And then we helped out with the branch. They had this need to temporarily move their food distribution up to another place. And we opened up our room back here at the Antioch campus where we brought food in. And we opened it up for people to come and then people to go and deliver food help to people that were needing it at the time. And we had volunteers come in and life group, you know, as a whole group would come in sometimes, the whole life group and, and sort the food and package it and get it ready to go out and help deliver the food. It was amazing to see the response of God's people in the middle of a pandemic, that we could help out that way and then in addition to that we were able to to have volunteers still going on site when they were able to get their site back up and running we still have volunteers going there to serve and in addition to that even though we had to cut back financially temporarily because everybody all the churches suffered some down downsizing and and offerings at first during this pandemic but now the offerings are coming back up and getting stronger again and we weren't able we didn't have to to cut any ministries or anything but we had to cut back some of what we were doing to help out some other ministries but but now we were able to with the help of you guys being faithful in your offerings, we were able to get back to to helping out some of those things. We were able to help out the branch. Right now, you can still help them. They're doing this virtual fundraising event. They normally have a big dinner and everything, but they had to do it all online this year. And, And if you want to contribute, you could still contribute. In fact, you could contribute to the branch anytime. You don't have to wait for this fundraiser. Just go to their website, and they have a place to give there to help out because the need for food right now for families is greater than it's been in a long, long time. And I'm glad our church can respond to that and be a part of that. So we made some, some donations out of the offerings that come into the church. But you guys can do it individually too in addition to that to help support the branch. And then in addition to that, we were able to do a, a program during the summer months. Uh, families were looking for child care because so many childcare facilities, right, weren't operating. We partnered with the YMCA here in Nashville. They had a summer program. And we were able to open up our building, even though we couldn't do worship services here. You know what the government let us do? YMCA Child Care Services. I know that doesn't make consistent sense, but they allowed us to do that. So we opened it up, and the YMCA came in and used our facilities to do a child care program for the summer. Isn't it great that we could use this building when we couldn't be using it for other things? We could use it to help out families in the community that way. You see what God does? When you think everything is going to be bad, he opens up doors that you didn't even see were there before, right? To bless people, to help people. And God allowed our church to be part of that. In addition to that, we were able to help out with... uh, Uh, Ezel Harding Christian School is doing a fundraiser too and and we were able to help out and sponsor another thing they did financially uh, to help out because I believe very much in in the need for a Christian school to be present in our community as an option for some families and I love that that's there and we were able to help support them and a drive they were doing through your offerings that you give here at Lakeshore. And in addition to that, we were able to help out Youth for Christ. They had a big fundraiser event. We love partnering with Youth for Christ and Jeff Schicks and, and uh, his family. Uh, and, and we have others that are connected with Youth for Christ that serve there. And we were able to help out. They had this big golf tournament and some stuff. And we were able to sponsor a hole and do some things like that through the offerings that you were giving here at Lakeshore. Made it possible for us to do that. You see what God was doing this whole time? He was still using all of us who were not giving up, and not quitting to bless other people right straight through this pandemic that we've been going through. And it didn't stop there. We had weddings going on. We, just this past couple of weeks, we had some members get married. Uh, Darby and Anna got married. And then uh, Friday, we celebrated another wedding here in the building with uh, Frances and Jessica. I mean, weddings have continued. Uh, the hard thing was there were funerals that happened during that time too, right? Families had losses. And it couldn't be like normal, right? You couldn't have the same kind of visitation and crowds together and all that. It was a really difficult time for families who suffered loss during this time. But we had several families in our church family that had loss during this time. But we were still able to minister to them and pray for them and love on them. And their life groups were able to come around them and help them through this. Because we had those in place. Isn't it great that God could use this church even for the hard things that people were going through during this time. In addition to that, we were able to do things like yesterday, the trunk or treat. And we'll be as, you know, we got to watch the numbers and see what we can do. But in the future, as things do open up and I pray, you know, sometime down the road, they are going to open up a little more. We'll be able to do more events and activities that connect with the community and, and allow us to do some more things that we used to do that we can't do right now. In addition to that, this whole month of November, we're doing uh, other things like the ThriftSmart clothing drive. We're going to do that again this month. It's going to be November 22nd. There's going to be a truck here where you could donate uh, gently used clothing items to help out. And Smart's a great ministry for us to partner with and help out there. They do such great work and mission outreach work through the funds that they get. And you can donate uh, to help out with that. And then... Uh, Our Smyrna campus, you guys are doing the Eagle Tree Stalking Program, which is where you partner with a school there in the community and bless some families in Smyrna. That's going to be going on all this month down at the Smyrna campus. We're so excited about you guys being able to do that. And then uh, into November, into December, we're going to be having here at our campus in Antioch uh, a compassion giving tree where a lot of you know Compassion International. And on that tree, we're going to have ornaments where they have needs for children that Compassion supports. Uh, where you could take an ornament off that tree and provide that gift for that child for Christmas. Another way for you to bless some others. And even if you're not here, if you're just online, we can help you connect with that and, and give you the information to do that. You don't have to be here in person to do that. You see what God's doing? He's allowing the faithful children of his church to bless the world in powerful and unique ways. In the middle of something we think is awful, God is doing amazingly good things. And I don't like the pandemic any more than you. And yesterday at Trunk or Treat, having to wear that mask, I hated wearing the mask. I did. It's hot and uncomfortable. Make my face break out, you know. But just being able to see those families and the joy that it brought, right? Just being able to let God use you to make a difference in the middle of the hard things. That's what it's all about. And that's why we can celebrate even in the middle of the hardest things. Even in the middle of the greatest struggles. Because God is the source of victory. In 1 John 5, verse 3, it says this. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. How do we overcome the problems of the world? It's by putting our faith in God, the source of victory over the world. That's how it happens. So don't quit. Don't give up. Don't let Satan convince you. The second principle today, very quickly, is in the midst of victory, God calls for celebration. So when you see, when you know about what God's doing, when you experience some of the great things and the great work of God in your life, don't just let it go by. Remember to celebrate. Celebration is the grateful response to God's provision. Listen again to the description of the celebration in Nehemiah 12. I love this description. Nehemiah 12 and verse 43. Listen to it again. On that day, they offered great sacrifices, rejoicing, because God had given them great joy. The women and children also rejoiced. And listen to this statement. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard, what? Far away. They were loud. I know some people don't like loud. I understand that. The older I get, the more my eardrum crackles when things get too loud, right? But here's the deal. When you really appreciate, and love what God is doing, we ought to be willing to express it openly and thank Him and praise Him. And it might get a little loud sometimes, and that's okay. We got earplugs available in the lobby. Let's get loud. Let's celebrate. Let's enjoy the work and the miracles and the victories that God is bringing to His people. It was a planned celebration, and people were called to come and be a part of it. And God put the church on the earth with a plan that part of the presence of the church would be to call his people together to celebrate. That's part of the role of the church is to call us together to celebrate. I love 1 Peter 2 verse 9. It says this, but you are speaking of Christians, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And so he put the church, the presence of the church on the earth so that God's people would have a gathering to come to and be a part of and to connect with. Whether it's online or in person right now, it's a gathering to connect to and be a part of to celebrate that we have received the mercy of God in our lives. What an amazing thing because none of us is deserving of it. None of us has earned it. It is purely by the grace of God that we've received his mercy into our lives. Man, we ought to be celebrating all the time what God has done. There's a word used for the church in the New Testament. It's the word ekklesia. And that Greek word means the called out ones. But it carries with it more of this idea. Called out to come together for a purpose. It's really what ekklesia means. The church is the people who are called out from the world to come together because of our common bond in Christ So that we can do the work and fulfill the purpose of God's people on the earth. You are part of the ecclesia of God. And we should celebrate the victory that God has for us. Which leads to the last thing. In the midst of celebration, God calls for proclamation. I love everybody heard about what God had done. Even the enemies of God heard about what God had done, and it brought fear to the enemies of God. Look at Nehemiah 6 again, verse 15 and 16. Let's look look at it again. Remember the wall was completed in 52 days, and it says, Then all our enemies, when all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized this work had had been done with the help of whom? Our God. You see, when they saw what these people were able to do with the help of God, they began to fear God, the God of those people. That's why it's so important for us to realize how important our work is, that we don't give up, that we stay excited, that we keep serving and honoring God. We stay faithful to each other and the work of the kingdom. God's people have always been called to be his witnesses with the purpose of calling others to him. I want to close with this passage that's familiar to a lot of you. Matthew 28, beginning with verse 18. It's often called the Great Commission. Here's what it says for the people of God. Jesus was establishing a plan for those who were going to be his people. Here's what he said. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely I'm with you always. How long? To the very end of the age. What's the end of the age? It's when Jesus comes back. He's going to be here with us. Through pandemics? Yeah. Through changes and struggles and setbacks? Yes. Hard things that you never wanted to have to deal with? Yes. He's with you always. To the very end of the age. Therefore, we need to continue doing the work Fulfilling the purpose of the high calling we've received in Christ. And the focus of that work is to go and make disciples of all people. It's not to turn inward. It's not to get inward focus. It's to focus on what? Helping others find their way home to Jesus. God can use all of us that stay faithful and don't quit to bring other people home to Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that in Christ There is victory. In fact, only in Christ is there ultimate victory. I thank you for all who who are connected with us today, right now, listening to this message, who are in Christ because you've got a plan and a purpose for them and to use their gifts and their abilities and their resources together with others who are in Christ to help other people find their way home. Help us to know that the victory is ours, not because of who we are, but because of who he is. Not because of what we've done, but because of what he has done for us and will do through us. Father, we thank you that you can use us for your glory. Help us to celebrate who you are and all that you have done, are doing, and will do for us and through us. In the name of Jesus, amen.